Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest a Star Wars topic, and five reasons each to support that topic. It's pretty simple and direct. You get how ranking works. It's very important to being a Star Wars fan. With me for this week, back again, is Joseph Scrimshaw. Happy to be ranking. Good time to rank, and you're a good person to rank with. You got a lot of things in your mind that you want to rank, and uh, this is, uh, I've had a lot of fun. I, I, I save 
specific Star Wars ranked topics I saved for you. Oh, thank like, you. I'm like, ah, I can't not hear Joseph's <laughs> thoughts on this stuff. Um, we got uh, Andres Cabrera's great, Van Wayne, a lot of, lot of great guests on Star Wars Rank uh, in the past and more to come. But uh, this one, though, I, I, w- I didn't have planned, but it popped in my head and I was like, oh, this is perfect for uh, you here and, and me as well. It's, it's 4th of July here in the States uh, as we release this episode, episode 60 of Star Wars Rank. So independence and fireworks are on our minds here. <laughs> I thought about ranking our favorite firework explosions in Star Wars. It would have just been a lot of Ewoks celebrating. Uh, but we wanted to go to this idea of, of independence and, de- and declaring your independence uh, and uh, this rebellion that those rebels fought. That's what it was, the Galactic Civil War. We're going to celebrate the key moments in the rebellion today. And nice. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll try to... You know, I love always a little wiggle room with the topics. Just, just my guests can come in with whatever they want related to it. Uh, there's a lot of you could go with. You know, I think we should talk about blowing up the two Death Stars. That's really obvious, right? Pretty yeah. key. Yeah, that, that that's number one and number one, right? <laughs> that, that's essential. Yeah. Those things have Those... to happen, or you, you don't got yourself a rebellion at all. Exactly. So. Um, we're going to kind of take those and put those into our Hall of Fame, much like we've done in the past with some answers that we just feel are, hey, it's the Millennium Falcon. Um, <laughs> Best ships in Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's mm. going to be the case. So the destruction of the Death Stars uh, is not going to be on this list, but things that lead up to it, things that are key. Uh, again, we'll leave a little wiggle room, but it's not so much those decisive victories. It's maybe the things that came before it. I think you guys understand. So without further ado, Joseph, uh, uh, unless you have some uh, other... Uh, Explanations for your answers? Uh, no. Then I think we're ready to rank the key moments in the rebellion, starting with your number five. My number five is taking what you uh, just said and really thinking about that spirit of rebellion, Mm -hmm. the spark of rebellion and independence. Uh, And I thought of a favorite character of both of ours, uh, Admiral Raddus. I mean, there's so many moments of uh, talk so much about the, the flapping his uh, fin <laughs> down on the table and saying, I say we fight. That's so much the spirit. But one of my favorite moments is when Raddus calls up the hammerheads uh, in Rogue One. And in particular, it's that it's we see when he slaps his fin down and says, I say we fight. We see that spirit mm-hmm. of rebellion and re- resistance and that will and that resolve. But I always love it in a story when you're not just told something about a character that you see it yeah. by an action and the fact that he comes up with this really cool solution mm. to how to possibly get the shield gate down in this huge chain of necessary events to, to get the plans to destroy the death star that it isn't just like, all right, we've been holding back our super big time laser. Let's fire yes. that up. This is, we have, limited resources we're outgunned mm-hmm. if we die here that's about it yep. if this doesn't happen we're done how can i come up with something incredibly clever with the resources we have so it's that spirit to fight the will to fight mm. but also the ingenuity and the leadership to figure out yeah ram that dead star destroyer and <laughs> throw it into the other star destroyer and then that will fall oh, onto yeah. the shield gate is just so Damn cool! I, I love that moment. Obviously, you know, Radis is 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 key to the Force Center heart. He's a friend of the show, essentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. And and, <laughs> and you're absolutely right because we talked about some of the, our favorite quotes that kind of you know 
have bigger meanings in Star Wars. And, and you know, never the, never tell me the odds comes up for me where it's great for Han. It's great. But it's also it's the spirit of the rebellion. Yeah. We know we might lose. We know, just never. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of with my personal focus with life. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll take care of it. It's what I, I used to tell uh, my, my employees back in the day. They had to come to my office with a bit. I don't I, I need that. I said, we'll take care of it. Don't worry. <laughs> we're going to figure it out. Yeah. And Radis figures it out. And you're right. Because he does it. It's, it's like a turn. He's like, like kind of excited. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder what ideas were mulling about in his head. Yeah, that will take care of it is really great, too, because it's like just the spirit of fighting. He can't know, like, oh, well, when we get there, we'll need to take down a shield gate. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I could do, like, it, yeah. you have to be in it. You have to be in. He yes-anded that space battle, <laughs> just, right? Yeah. Yes, and call up the hammerheads. Like some, some of your improv coaching yeah. was coming to play there. So that's yeah. uh, my number five. Radis calls up the hammerheads. Hammerhead uh, Corvettes, which means my number five is uh, just before that, just prior. Admiral Radis arrives. We nice. get it, Ken. You don't shut up about this moment. You talk about it everywhere. You've written about it. We get it. You love it. But I can't not put it on this list. Uh, Joseph, you kind of describing uh, Radis as the MVP of Rogue One in a way. Mm-hmm. He's got some of the big hits in this game here. And I just, I can't not be moved by the moment that, that all the rebel ships come out of hyperspace and, and the point of view from behind the, the X-Wing and the Blue Squadron and all the ragtag fleet of ships, including the Ghost, and all the ships you know, ships you don't know, even some buried deep in production uh, concept <laughs> designs, they're all there. But when he proclaims it so casually, so casually, this is what I love about it. Uh, this is Admiral Rad- Rad- Radis of the Rebel Alliance. That is across the galaxy if we are a team and we're here to fight. And and it is, let me talk about another big moment I have here that is, uh, I, I think, uh, a, the bigger concept of this. But this is, as you just said, Joseph, this is uh, character in action. Yeah. This is the Rebel Lines in action. That's why I love it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because those, those, those words are so powerful because they are combined with action because mm-hmm. everybody's standing around that briefing room is like yes we're, we're the rebel alliance but mm-hmm. eh, maybe we should just meet again next tuesday and yeah, see yeah. how it is and like nope uh we are the rebel alliance and here we are fighting absolutely and, and, and when all the ships come out, out of hyperspace i remember watching in in theater the first time when i when i was uh, uh screening uh, I was one of the only ones. It was it was a press screening, so me and Jeremy Johns, who was watching, we were like some of the only ones getting excited <laughs> for things. Yeah, um, and we're cheering Gold Leader and Red Leader and all these kind of things. And, and the lady next to me literally thought Felicity Jones was Daisy, Daisy Ridley. I look, I understand. <laughs> uh, I get it. Um, but but um, it was one of those playground moments. Boom, boom, boom! All the ships come out. Yeah. Oh, but then then to see what it means and then to kind of take. What we love doing at Force Center, pulling back and looking at some of the deeper themes. That's why that moment ranks so high. Uh, and Radis has just got some cool, he's got some cool pants. I think he his does. pants are underrated. His head is amazing. Yes. Everything about him. Churchill and Patton in space comes out to save the day. All right, that is my number five. Uh, on to your number four. My number four is I wanted to look at a specific character and uh, what we think about a character and look for a specific action that resonated with that character. So my number four is mm-hmm. Leia's successful Hoth escape plan yeah. uh, because it's one of the few times that we get to see her like really just directing the troops mm-hmm. and telling them what to do. And, of course, she gets uh, a lip from a uh, hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Two fighters against a Star Destroyer. But I love that it is Leia, uh, not only that of the actual, like, well, we're going to fire the ion cannon and you'll, you'll escort the, uh, you know, uh, the, the transport ships. Um, so there's an actual plan, but then there's everything else that's happening on Hoth that she is 
yeah. staying in the control room. She's not concerned about her own safety. She is really concerned about, uh, to me, what's an important part of, of rebellion, of just staying alive, mm. just staying in the fight. You can't win every fight. Yep. They just got this base set up. It'd be so, put yourself in that place of just like, we really just found a place to live. We have to leave immediately. Yeah. We, we can't even get most of the equipment out. This is a huge setback. But living to fight a next day is all that this is about. That's, all, you know, in, in her actions, there are so much. We're not trying to take down a Star Destroyer. We're just trying to get past them as best as we can. And that's all this is. Uh, and that she is so selfless, so full of duty that Han has to go yeah, get her out. Because, you know, and she has to, like, kind of reach back to give that final command. It's like, all right, everybody <laughs> your ship. Everybody your ship now. Uh, yeah. You know, the Imperials have entered the base. Everybody leave. Uh, and then... On top of it, it's got so many interesting echoes with The Last Jedi. You know, the, yeah. the connections between Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, some of them are right on the surface, but some of them are a little bit more subtle and rearranged. But, like, mm. Great is all about just surviving. The Battle of Hoth that we all love and think is kind of like cool-ass right. army versus army. Mm. They're not All they're trying to do is buy time to survive. Yeah, You know, and that's what Leia's plan is about because she has that vision of that's all we're doing buying time to survive. You're so right, man. It, it's it's an underrated uh, moment and, and, and a lot of great moments in Leia's life, but it's it's her leadership on display. Yeah. It's, it's, again, in action. Uh, I love that she's got no time for Han. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you left. You got your clearance to leave. Get out of here. Yeah, why I are you still here? I got a rebellion to fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, she, but she's smart enough to know she has great value. She's yep. got to go, and she's the concern, Karen concern. And I think it's, that this scene in particular... We look at New Hope, uh, and, and Leia was groundbreaking for the time and all the stuff. But at the end, uh, I think she's, uh, you know, she's there for moral support. She's she's probably in story making decisions, and she's there with Dodonna. Right. Don't get me wrong, but we but don't get to see it on screen as much. Yeah, she's kind of wa- ooh ah ooh, um, and and I think right away they changed that in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, she is right then and there. She's briefing the troops, like you said. Oh, hobby. Um, and I, it's 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 a powerful testament to the character, but it, it's it's her leadership on display. It's a great little moment. Yeah. It's key. Yeah. And they survive. And they survive to fight another day. Mm, love that. Love that. Number four there. Well, uh, if your number four is Leia, my number four will be Han Solo. Yeah. Han Solo. I'm going to Return of the Jedi. And this is one of those, some of these answers we're here talking about are, are emotional answers. Uh, a lot of what you're saying with Leia there, it is their literal survival, but also a big statement of we just got to survive. Uh, this one to me is uh, it's the character of Han and then a key decision that leads to victory. And that is this little thing where he improvises and dons the ATSD helmet. I don't know <laughs> if of Richard Marquand or Robert Watts. the produ- I don't know which one because they were the ones up there. Um, but his uh, his idea of just like this is what Han does. We'll we're, again talk about we'll figure it out. Never tell me the odds. I got an idea. I got a plan. Now, I also think this moment could be on the list of biggest imperial blunders, which (laughs) might be a rank we do. Yeah. Uh, I love that an officer's like, oh, hey, send everyone out the back door. They've been trying to get into the entire movie. Um, But hey, uh, we don't worry about that. Uh, I just love this moment. It is the spirit of the rebellion. It is the character of Han. And it's uh, one of those things that that saved the day. Yeah, it is also. It's a great, uh, you know, there's that whole chain of events. But that's a really specific one from Han and, and uh, attaches to he knows the Empire mm-hmm. and he knows they're not clever enough to think right. intuitively like this or to question. They just they hear their orders and they hear 
look, we've chased them. We're superior. We've chased them. We just need a little help rounding those damn yeah. rebels up, those rebel scum. And he's like, great, sure. Here are all the people. And like, Han's like, you idiots. Yeah, you could almost imagine Han on like going back to Mimban and going, right? oh, they, like, for the glory of the Empire, these fools, don't worry about it. Yeah, they'll just come running out. It'll yeah. be fine. We'll surround them with bears. It's fine. <laughs> love it. That's a great one. I uh, love it. Yeah, Imperial Blunders coming in a future edition of Star <laughs> yeah, Wars Regs. It's going to be a hard choice. It's going to be yeah. almost all based <laughs> on, you know they can wear your clothing, right? All right. Okay. All right. If you Just could learn that, you could defeat them. Uh, uh, that is my number four. Han Solo improvises. Uh, but number three is yours here. What is yours? My number three is also a little bit of a character celebration, and that is Lando becomes a general. Uh, I think I was looking for something uh, about the spirit of rebellion overtaking the galaxy, overtaking Mm. unlikely people in the galaxy. We got lots of great little stories in Star Wars of people the moment they decided that they can't face away. Yeah. Uh, they can't look away from the, the trauma. They have to look up and see that the Imperial flag is planted. Yeah. Um, in Lando, one of the best uh, stories, I think, in the From Certain Point of View book where he is seeing that Han joined the rebellion he's like never me never me mm-hmm. uh and you get that from his character everything we know about him but then you know life happens bespin he gets chased out of bespin he can't avoid the empire anymore he feels guilty he helps rescue han he could still just leave then yeah and that's such a big choice that he makes to go like you know what i'll join up like lando doesn't seem like a joiner yeah you know, and like, all right, if you give me a cape <laughs> and make me high enough rank, <laughs> I'll join. But it is so cool to see someone who is like, this is, I finally recognize that yeah. I cannot turn away from this battle. I love that. That's a great decision uh, to include that here, uh, Joseph, because um, Lando, uh, Billy D talked about it at, at the episode nine panel, you, you know. Hey, hold your scorn for Lando. Don't call him a traitor. He's a survivor. And then sometimes uh, you got to make some tough decisions on the road to survival. Uh, and no one got hurt or dead, as, yeah. as Billy said, whatever he said. Yeah, um, did anybody die? This is truly, yeah. And he goes, uh, you know, to rescue his friend and feels guilty, like you said. But to accept a, a commission in the rebellion, which, by the way, Han... Uh, until this moment, is not an official member of the alliance. He hasn't filed the paperwork. Yeah, if I mean he's a captain in Empire. So. Well, uh, well, this is a uh, in the novel. It explicitly says he's not a member, and the captain refers to the Millennium Falcon. Oh, now novels are novels completely canon. Tweet Pablo in until the, he blocks you. Uh, I the, don't know the original ones you've been in rereading. The, yes, interesting. Yes. So it's a little interesting note. Uh, has that changed over time? Is there a comic that explains it? No, not to my knowledge, but but. I, I think it's important that what you're saying, this is truly Lando going, yeah, I can't, I can't run anymore. Yeah. And I'm so glad you mentioned that from, from a certain point of view story. Cause that is, there's an underrated one in that book. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in that contrast to Han, like we get to see, yeah, Han probably finally accepts like, this is, this is my battle. I'm in it. But also like he's there for Leia. He's there for Luke. He's there because mm. Chewie's roaring in his ear. Like yeah. Han has lots of emotional reasons. Lando could walk away. He Easily. could he could he could take his winnings or a reward and go go find somewhere else to hide. He could go to Maz's castle and hide out, yeah. you know, and start it start a new business. So I think it's even more powerful <laughs> that he just looks at the galaxy and says, "It's not because somebody is trying to talk me into it. It's because it, the situation is finally unacceptable, even to me." Mm-hmm. And it, and it's I think it's a key moment of rebellion for him, the organization, and the galaxy as a whole. If yeah. Lando can do it. 
You can too. Put on the cape. <laughs> Put on your cape light. Um, <laughs> that's your number three. My, number, my number three, three is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, where, oh, here we are. Uh, going uh, back to Return of the Jedi. It's so funny because a lot... A lot of it was Return of the Jedi for me, and a lot of it was Rogue One. I had to kind of choose between those two movies often. Yeah. Uh, C-3PO's story convinces Chief Chirpa and Logre to help. All right, so here's how I came to this. I went to the moment, 
And I think one of the key things uh, uh, in Return of the Jedi is Leia being kind of the first to go, hey, these little teddy bears can help us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's without a doubt there. I think Forces to Destiny does a great job explaining that even a little bit more, having some fun with it. So no doubt there, the Rebel Alliance would be the ones that look around and go, oh, these little, uh, the, the, the natives to this planet here, uh, they're being oppressed with the Empire. Of course, they're a good resource. And the Empire, like you like even talked about earlier, you know, uh, of course we're going to defeat them. We're the Empire. Yeah. All that makes sense. But let's go down to the actual moment where, because uh, I was, so I was coming it from that angle. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about that. But then I think, wait a minute. If we, if we break down, and this week on the main show, we looked at 3PO and R2. C-3PO, and with the little sound effects from R2, I believe is now the answer. I didn't grow up thinking that was the case. Okay. But I think now, I think R2 is making sounds. Interesting. I, was, I just always thought that 3PO had that in his uh, vocabulator that he could do that. He just never chooses to. Someone might tweet us the answer. Okay. And I'd be, I'd love it this time. Normally I don't want the internet to tweet me the answers. <laughs> um, one word, doesn't matter. 3PO is telling the story. It is a shiny moment for 3PO. All his uh, craziness and mind wipes and uh, verbal abuse by his uh, friends <laughs> comes down to this moment where he has to be the one. He is their golden God, by, after all, to tell this story. And then let's give credit to Chirpa and Logray, who listen to this and kind of think they could have been like, nah, we're going to go back to Eaton or get out of our village here. Uh, they go, no, no, no. We want to help. Yeah. I think this is a great moment and a key moment in the rebellion. Absolutely. It, it's, it, it is about 3PO, but it is about sort of why do we fight? Like, mm-hmm. facts are one thing. Uh, and 3PO is a great interpreter of facts. He knows what different words mean in different languages, and he can tell you. He can tell you the odds. This is such a great moment where he does the true spirit of interpretation of, let me tell you our truth. Yeah. This is what we have been through. This is what we're facing. And to see him actually move the Ewoks, you know, to basically oh, give yeah. a route, the, the power of story of like, well, why do you tell stories <laughs> to often to change people's minds to motivate them, to make them feel. Yeah. So he could have just had this sort of like the empire has destroyed 72 mm. core worlds. Like, but he doesn't go for the facts. <laughs> yeah. He goes for the heart for once in yeah. it, in it sells. Yeah. I, I, Toronto gosh, Toronto gosh, Nooch Veda. Um, it's so great. And I know what is it? Is it a kid's kind of a version of return of the Jedi? There's a book that came out a couple years ago with a longer version of the story with the yeah. soca in it or something. I haven't read it. I yet. haven't either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I love the moment, and, and you all know there over the years, you know, we Jennifer, her love of the Ewoks, never unwavering. <laughs> I personally have grown into a, a love of them a lot more, particularly just being around Jennifer. Uh, that's one of the things she definitely has uh, opened my eyes to. I just really love the idea that this Chief Chirpa character, he's in charge with low gray whispering in his ear. Um, and I love that they're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was just like, well, that's wrong. Yeah. Those people are bad. Yeah. Let's stop them. <laughs> We're going to do it. The this Ewoks is bullshit. Are yeah. I love that. So that's why it is my number three, which means your number two is next. Uh, my number two. I agree with you. I went to a lot of uh, uh, Rogue One moments, mm-hmm. uh, but I wanted to look beyond Rogue One and uh, Return of the Jedi, and I went to Rebels. I think a truly pivotal moment is Ezra taking Thrawn off the board. Mm. So I uh, rewatched the, uh, the clip uh, there from Rebels that um, I think it's, uh, A, it's just really important because it's a pivotal moment for Ezra where he finds his path. Like yes. he's, been, he's told 
pretty explicitly by both Yoda and Obi-Wan. Like, well, you have a path that you're on mm. and you're not going to topple the Empire, you know, and he chooses yeah. to care. I want to protect Lothal. This is the guy who's a threat to Lothal right now. He's got to go. And in order to ensure that, I've got to go with him to wherever the purgles, yeah. <laughs> wherever the space whales are doing their strange <laughs> organic uh, hyperspace flying. Wherever the purgles roam. Yeah, wherever the purgles roam, <laughs> wherever, wherever they're taking us. Great Metallica song, wherever the purgles roam. Uh, but on a real, so there's great meaningful deep stuff for Ezra and for that choice to um, fight locally, to just care about <laughs> Lothal. But tactically, mm-hmm. If you believe in character, the character Thrawn, you got to believe that Ezra taking him off the board really did start to deplete the Empire mm. of their good tacticians. We've got some storytelling of that, of like mm. some of these guys are just kind of middle management buffoons who yeah. schmoozed or paid their way up the ranks. But the truly great minds, mm. Tarkin's gone on the first Death Star. Mm. Uh, Krennic, you can argue whether yeah, or not also- he's a great mind. He, he's gone on Scarif. Uh, now Thrawn is gone, you know, from this battle of Lothal. And by the time that the rebellion's truly in full swing, you're losing some of your, your big tacticians. Yeah. That's a great explanation. Uh, it's a great moment for Ezra. It's important to, to the show, but if I, if we want to crawl into that story bubble, Thrawn is here. He's smart. He probably, I think might've snuffed out. You talk about earlier about learn so that they can wear your clothes. Thrawn would have been like, I think they're dressed as stormtroopers. He's like, that's the smuggler wearing a hat. Don't send anyone out. You know, like he'd be onto it. <laughs> Clearly, I've analyzed his uh, food habits. His um, forehead muscles are twitching such that so it's a key. It's a key moment in the rebellion for strategy purposes, yeah. too, strategic uh, purposes as well. So that's a great moment, and and one you know we jo- I joke I, I specifically joke about the space wells a lot, but I think it was a, it's great use and going back to season three and then uh, the Bendu kind of predicting it and yeah, a, it is a great moment. rewatching those scenes and watching the Purgles fly in and just smash the Star Destroyers. Just another great image of mm-hmm. the uh, organic versus the rigid and the mechanical and like. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't step to uh, space whales. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. Uh, another great Metallica song. I believe. Uh, that is your number two, which means uh, my number two. Well, yeah, we're gonna go back to Rogue One. Uh, I, I think uh, this is this movie is about the spirit of rebellion and, and the rebellion uh, striking out first for the first victory. And I think a lot of that can't happen until. Cassian Andor believes Jin Erso, and Rogue One forms, literally. Uh, I think this is one of those literal moments. This is, yeah. this is, you look at it and go, Jin uh, gave her speech, and Radis definitely puts that flipper down, but some of your favorite politicians, Joseph, are like, eh. Yeah, nor Jabel. Proof needed. Yeah. Eh, we heard about this with the Trade Federation some years ago. Vast, vast proof. <laughs> Yeah, we, um, we we need to, stuff needs to still happen. And, and when Jin comes out to find Cassian there, uh, making a decision uh, about, hey, everything I've done, I've done some pretty bad things. Uh, rest in peace, Tivik. And this uh, this all needs to mean something. That's a pretty powerful moment. Uh, Diego Luna is so great, which is why I want more from that character. And I want more from Jin, too. Well, I don't know if we'll ever get that. But... Um, I just think this is one of those, it's a big spirit of rebellion moment, but it, it has to happen before other things, even some things on this list uh, could happen. This has to happen. Yeah, I mean, Rogue One is fascinating because it is a chain of events, right? And so mm-hmm. many things have to happen. But in terms of what just sort of moves you in terms of spirit of rebellion, you've got lots of mo- great moments of, uh, of fighting, of survival. Uh, but this is such a great moment of 
uh, emotional, just sort of honesty of, of uh, taking the high road. Obviously, mm. Cassian almost just on orders, just yeah. took out uh, Galen, right? Yeah. And this is like coming to this truth of like, I don't, we're fighting them because they are worse than us. Yeah. And I do not want to be as bad as them. Mm. And that the I can't have done awful things without a greater good. And mm. I'm going to fight for this greater good. You know, it's a real emotional choice to be better. Yeah, absolutely. The choice to be better. Key to Star Wars. Yeah. Key to a lot of things. Just such a fun, a fun and at least a great key to us a moment and everything. But I, yeah, as much as I going into Rogue One and there's still sometimes, sometimes I'm like, man, I, I wish sometimes I wish Rogue One was a assigned mission that was suicide in nature and you got to make this choice. But I, I really think looking back, I, I like the uh, emotional journey to this team that secretly ran off to do their own thing. I think it's more powerful. Yeah, I think it ultimately is yeah. because it's strangely a little bit more realistic. Yeah. And then it can set up, you know, a new hope where like, OK, now we're on track. Mm-hmm. Now we're all, you know, now the rebellion's all aligned and facing the same way facing the same way indeed yeah absolutely so that is my number two we're gonna get to some quick little bonus moments here yeah uh, i'll just list, list a few of mine and i, I really want to hear some of yours uh, joseph uh my uh some bonuses the rebels let a farm boy fly <laughs> have you ever just stopped and thought <laughs> this kid shows up well, lay has some eggs says some nice things about him he's a good kid all right, we got an ex. We got five pilots sitting over there. Uh, one of them uh, can fly. Let's have the kid with no experience get on in there. You Biggs say, must vouch for him. Yeah, big. You know? Big says you're yeah, all right. Uh, Tank, we heard Tank said something good about yeah. you. Oh, you flew a T sixteen Skyhopper for sport. <laughs> get in there, kid. Yeah, that's a key moment. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's it's pretty important. If they didn't let Luke fly, that would have mm. been it. Uh, mm. You got more honorable. A couple mentions? of quick ones. Arvel Krynan and the A wing crashing oh, into the yeah. uh, the Super Star Destroyer. The the executor there. Uh, um, I you know it's one of those. It's a it's a fun moment. Fun. It's the death of a character and, and Piet too. I still I kind of like. Um, but the idea that he in, even in death. Uh, all hands on deck, all pieces thrown against the wall here to try yeah. to make this victory happen. And then it leads to one of my favorite moments, which is the sigh of Akbar and yeah. the relief of victory, the, the, the pain of it. Um, uh, I think that moment is, is key. Uh, and then final one for me is uh, R2 gets the plans to Obi-Wan. We're talking about oh, the rebellion. Yeah. We're talking about R2 and 3P this week. I, I kind of want to hold this one back uh, for that discussion, but just like, I mean, he's driven. You and I talked about it this week of just like he knows he knows which way to go. The plans in place, and it and it happens, and things happen before you know obstacles, Jawas, and Tuscan Raiders, and, <laughs> uh, Luke, uh, Uncle Owen capturing you, basically restraining bolts. Yeah, R R four D five. You know, you know, makes a decision to lay down his uh, his existence for R two to go on. But it works, and he gets the plans to Obi-Wan, and, and all this can go on. Yeah, yeah, that is a great one. Yeah. Um, most of mine are moments in Rogue One in the chain of events that I like so much. Yeah. Uh, my biggest honorable mention is just the existence of Saw Gerrera, right? Yeah. He's kind of the dark side of this more yeah. heroic spirit of rebellion where he's he does some awful things. Uh, some of the things that he suspects are true, but other mm-hmm. things are seem to be arising out of uh, uh, paranoia. Yeah. Um, and he, he's not doing great, but by the time he is moved by the return of Jin, moved by Galen Erso's words and, you know, shouting out, save the rebellion, save the dreams. <laughs> um, that's great. Like yeah. he's the poor guy's been keeping the rebellion going and sort of unflinchingly looking at the horror of the empire yeah. alone 
in in many ways for a long time. Cannot wait to fall in order for him. Oh yeah, that'll be great. Uh, oh, one of my favorites I've mentioned before on another Star Wars rank. Uh, the rebel who put the data plans through the door before yeah. Vader killed him. They're trying to get that door open. He could have just keep pulling yeah. on the door, but just like, oh wait, yeah, the plans will fit through. Like that yeah. that one guy really sells that visual image oh, of the yeah. literal chain of sacrifice. It's horror. Uh, yeah, to get there. Um, also in the chain, Bodhi Rook defecting because mm. that's such a. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking up arms. I don't think I can fight this. I'm yeah. just going to run away and tell someone something. Yeah. You know, it's very key, you know, and it's his whole motivation. That's about all, all we have for Bodhi Rook is just yeah. that I realize this is right and I'm scared, but I'm doing it anyway. Absolutely. I'm going to make the, I'm going to make things right. That that's for, for Kalen, for him, for the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and then my last one is a uh, Kanan destroying the tie defender program, kind of going hand in hand with the Thrawn mm-hmm. thing of, you know, if, if we were to believe the star Wars storytelling that, the Death Star is the big threat, but these TIE Defenders, mm. if that whole program got up and running, would have been yeah. basically unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kanan put an end to that threat, right? Absolutely. It might have uh, just uh, taken all the X-Wings uh, and Y-Wings out of the sky in the Battle of Yavin if they were there. Yeah. If, if the two projects went together, it went yeah. forward together. Uh, I love that. Uh, but see, that's why that budget meeting is important. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for Thrawn, Treason, the budget. So uh, that is uh, our honorable mentions there. You out there might have some more, but we're going to finish our list here. We'll go with my number one so the guests can close with their number one. Uh, my number one, going to Star Wars Rebels. This is Mon Mothma's speech. I love calling her the mother of rebellion. The Rebel Ooh, Alliance, yeah. as we know now, uh, existed in a lot of different cells. Saw Guerrero. Yeah, man, and he was he was always at odds with Mothma, but he kept a lot of things going when, when a lot of people were debating in Senate halls. Um, not, not that I'm condoning all of his actions there. Um, but I love this moment in Star Wars Rebels when Mothma uh, kind of comes out of hiding, comes uh, or goes into hiding, really, essentially, but kind of steps forward as, as, as a sitting senator to speak out against what's, what's going on. And she says it um, not knowing that anyone's going to come forward. So yeah. it's brave. It's brave because she doesn't know how or she knows the personal ramifications. But she says, no, this might be her last act. I say it, no one helps me, and this is all done. Uh, but one by one, the ships pop out, and it's one of those moments that if you would have gone back to 2014 Ken, who was having fun doing Jedi Alliance with Maud Garrett and watching the first couple episodes of Star Wars Rebels and kind of not liking it and thinking, yeah, all right, we'll see. And if you would have shown me this, it would be like, there's no way. <laughs> How does that show get from there to here? You just have a little, a little faith in the creators at times, and this is a big moment for me. And it, it is it is the moment that the Rebel Alliance does kind of get a de facto face and leader. Uh, a lot of leaders involved, but all the warring cells, all that kind of, you know, it comes to a head. They still go on. We see it in Rogue One, obviously Draven and everyone. There's some debates on how to do this, but... This is her. This is a speech. This is the rally cry, and it works. Mon Moth by the Mother Rebellion. Yeah, absolutely. It is the sort of declaration of the rebellion and seeing that it truly can be an alliance. Yeah. And uh, and also, it's, it's so, as you're saying, so powerful that she doesn't put the fleet together and then give a broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> that she's broadcasting her intentions and saying, I am going to stand against this. Yeah. And I hope I'm not alone. And there's that great pause there where she's like, she has the like almost like uh, dangerous, scary Toastmasters moment of like, are you with me? And there's that pause. And then yeah. the ships come. Foom, 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 foom. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that that strength of like, 
I'm doing this yeah. regardless of if I am entirely alone mm-hmm. and having that strength wins her the support. Absolutely. Star, Star Wars, um, I, I think it needs, uh, sometimes we have these great battles, but we don't have those, what I call the King Theoden speeches a lot. Yeah. You know? um, this is one of those ones for me, just yeah. before battle, clinking of the swords, but instead there's no army in front of her with swords to clink. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, in, yeah, this is the inciting incident in yeah. many ways. <laughs> of, that's to the true beginning of the rebellion. So that is my number one key moment of the rebellion. Uh, but we've got your number one. Yeah. My number one. So I uh, thought about this a lot. I, I like the, I like that our list is uh, focused on the, the, the practical, the yeah. real, the, the battles, the moments of uh, heroism and ingenuity. But I feel like so much of the story of the original trilogy and the rebellion is the new hope. Mm. And it is Luke Skywalker. It is the fact that only a Jedi can truly end the Sith. Um, So I wanted a number one that addressed that. So I have my number one is a doubleheader. It is Obi-Wan's hope and Palpatine's hubris. Love it. Because I think those are the things that ultimately allowed Luke to win. Obi-Wan... You can uh, you can make fun of him. You can have the actual opinion that he failed and ran away. Why didn't he go and try to take Palpatine down and let all those horrors happen? Like, no, he had hope. He could have kept fighting the old war, but he put his eye to the future and put his hope in Luke Skywalker and all of his hope that Luke would find a way that he was the chosen one in some way, all of that paid off all of his whispering in Luke's ear to not use the targeting computer, to Mm. go to Dagobah, to trust his feelings, but be cautious of him. All of his hope and his guidance paid off. And then on the flip side of that, the thing that in a very sort of Shakespearean twist that does take down the empire is Palpatine's belief that it can't be taken down. His absolute hubris that, Oh, yeah, the bears are inconsequential. The rebel fleet is inconsequential. I've been playing them like a space fiddle. And even with Luke, he could have just destroyed him. I mean, when he, Luke, uh, Vader could have delivered Luke to the throne room and uh, Apollo could have said, like, uh, Vader, go downstairs. I'm going to talk to Luke alone and just fry him. (laughs) He could have just killed him, thrown over, right? (laughs) But he has the hubris of he thinks he can break him and get a more, break him and throw Vader away and get a more powerful Sith acolyte to get even more power, unlock even more dark secrets. But instead he has this hubris that there's Jedi fool. There's nothing he can do. His father can never be turned. Just sort of like, as Luke says, his overconfidence, his hubris, yes. moment after moment. You know, it's all these moments that lead up to what can uh, ultimately topple the Empire. Uh, and I like to believe that if Luke and Vader had not destroyed Palpatine, mm. that Palpatine would have escaped, that Palpatine would have done something yeah. to prevent the destruction. I like to believe that it wouldn't have been like, yeah, if Luke wasn't there, Palpatine would have just been drinking tea and Lando would have blown up the Death Star <laughs> and Palpatine would have been by that... It's not just the redemption of Anakin Skywalker that Luke achieved, but that truly it would have gone differently if Palpatine had not been distracted and destroyed yeah. before the Death Star even blew up. It's a, it's, it's a, it is a key uh, moment in the victory. I, I think one of the things I, I remember loving about Heir to the Empire, uh, and I think it kind of still carries over in new canon, but just a sense of once Palpatine was gone, chaos kind of was reigning. Yeah. 
um, he was the center, which is why he had this contingency plan. The the king is off the chessboard. The game's over. You know, yeah. like we're done. Um, and it really comes up. So that makes it all all of that, which starts with Obi Wan's hope. Yeah, twenty years prior to New Hope, it it plays out. You're absolutely right. This is this is. This is the rebellion, the path to victory, all in one kind of all-encompassing point here. Yeah. Obi-Wan. 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 Don't I, count him out. He was right. Obi-Wan was yeah. right. Obi-Wan was right. I know you love that character. I Good do. reason. And I love Obi-Wan. I love Palpatine. And I love the word hubris. <laughs> it has long been one of my favorite words. Uh, and I remember when it popped up at Last Jedi, I was watching with my girlfriend. She's like, it kind of hit me. Like, you always say that word. I just, I just love it. It's a powerful word. I love it. So that is our list. The key moments of the rebellion. We know there's probably some out there that we didn't talk about. And maybe you want to let us know. You can do so by reaching out on Twitter at ForceCenterPod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. Uh, you can follow us and like us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, we have our website, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. We're on YouTube and podcasts available in a lot of different spots. If uh, it's not, uh, you know, where you want, just keep searching. Stitcher, <laughs> TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, a lot of spots. We're out there wherever fine podcasts are podcasted. And we also do our own stuff. A lot of things going on. Uh, Joseph, I know you are hitting the road soon. Where where can they find you? Because where are you headed? Yeah, as this episode is dropping. I am in Minneapolis for the big convention, Convergence. If you happen to be listening to for Convergence, uh, uh, come find me at the convention doing shows, or just say hello in the hallways of the hotel. And as always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can find me at Catnaps across all social media platforms. If you follow me on Instagram, mostly it's just pictures of dogs, uh, chihuahuas now. <laughs> um, uh, you can also go to catnapsack.com for information where to buy my book, Why We Love Star Wars, and shows coming up. More information on some of the live shows down at San Diego Comic-Con, doing comedy with Mark Ellis on that Thursday night. Can't remember the date. Go to markelleslive.com for more information on that. Uh, and an event coming up that I'll be talking more about, finding more information with the Central Coast Film Society. Uh, go to centralcoastfilmsociety.org. That's in my hometown of a Royal Grande. Be uh, taking part of an event they're having with uh, a screening of A New Hope. Uh, a lot of things going on with that. So stay tuned for that. But for now, the rebellion, well, it was victory for the rebels. It's a good thing. And here's, we've just listed some reasons why Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.